Welcome to the IFNZ Podcast, episode number 53. The only podcast ballsy enough to tell you that the history of hentai, or the future, rather, yeah, of not hentai, the, not the history. Well, that That's solid. That's <laughs> rock solid. The future of hentai is now in doubt. Why? Do you know what hentai is? Um, I'm, that's Japanese porn, right? Like anime yeah, like porn? animated Japanese porn. Anime porn. Do you yeah. know? Do you know a lot about it? Like about the history of hentai? I don't know the present of, of hentai, let well, alone the history or the future. Let me lead you, let me read you a little snippers. Okay. A transfer of power at the internet's biggest free anime porn site was supposed to finally make its copyright infringing operations more legal. Instead, the takeover of hentai heaven has spurred a civil war within the hentai community. So now uh, there's a bunch of different hentai websites and different organizations that, instead of merging together like they were supposed to, have now all come to blows with one another. No pun intended. Come to blows. Yeah, I, yeah. Did I you get it? it? Mm-hmm. Did you get it? Uh, there's a there's a line here I wanted to get to before I quickly get us off of this topic. The conflict came to light yesterday after Hintai Heaven, an anonymous founder who goes by the name of Papa HH, or Papa Double H, I guess, broke his silence after seven months of absence. Faku has completely taken over and booted me, he wrote on the front page of the website, which is usually home to a happy medley of balloon-breasted anime girls. Faku played me like a cum-stained fiddle. <laughs> But we, but what happened? Uh, competing hentai site Faku took on Hentai Heaven last December, along with all of its legal liabilities. So they took on the company, like they they bought the company. They bought the company out. And so this guy's just mad because he was head he of, should have paid more. I guess maybe closer attention to what was going on at, at hand. I mean, if he's just an employee, and the and the people that are in charge, like don't want him in charge anymore, then that's all that is said. Papa HH wanted to wash his hands of it, fearing legal battles and other piracy dema- dramas. Faku's founder, J- uh, Jacob Grady, told Kotaku, um, this is uh, on co- uh, co- article on Kotaku, uh, that Papa HH is misrepresenting what happened with what happened, he said, have uh, been dire qu- consequences. His staff at Faku is receiving death threats from furious hentai fans, he said. <laughs> and he's now worried about the future of both Faku and promising hentai haven ha- assets that he has acquired since last December. Can you imagine what kind of death threats somebody <laughs> threw your way for saying, you took away my big-breasted, clean-breasted point? That's a thing that is in hentai that I don't really understand. Like, What's that? It, it's never... Everybody's always shiny. <laughs> like, like they've got little like shine a, it, marks well, on it, them. It, well, that and, and like they're just shiny. Like it almost seems like they're always constantly oiled whenever they're having well, maybe sex. Maybe they're vampires, Justin. I don't think they're vampires. <laughs> I'm thinking they're just. It's like Japanese people are obsessed with everything being clean and clean looking. Are you turning me down? <laughs> You bitch. <laughs> I was quietly editing the show so that I didn't have to edit the spikes out later. You bitch. You're still editing right now. Look at how loud you are compared to me. I am not. You are. Okay. Uh, I want to hear something from you. You want What do you want to hear from me? I want to hear it. I want you to tell me a story. Daddy. <laughs> oh, God. 
Um, well, there once was this little boy <gasps> oh. who lived in southern Illinois and drove a road frequently. Um, one might say that this little boy will drive this road tonight. Um, in southern Illinois? Yes. In, this little boy will drive. What's the boy's name? The boy's name is uh, d- d- Eric. Ah. Um, so when he ta- takes his drive home tonight, mm-hmm. he will come across a sign that says Pro Wrestling School. Oh, really? And we'll give times and days. And after driving by this sign for the last couple of years, he'll finally go, what the fuck's that about? And he'll look it up. Yeah. And he'll find out that Carterville, Illinois has a pro wrestling school that is actually legit and active. I know that they're Carterville out of all of the other townships around are very, very into the wrestling circuit. As far as like a high school wrestling, you know what I'm talking about? Like you're in the ring and you're doing yeah. the crap. They're very into that shit. Oh, really? Yeah, they. I know they've always had been. I've never seen any uh, like likings of it. I so know. That's interesting. I know three boys that were brothers from Southern Illinois. Yeah. That are originally from Carterville. Yeah. And I do believe that one of them was into the wrestling circuit. Huh. I don't know how well or how unwell he did, okay. if that's the proper terminology. Unwell. It's not. He's unwell at wrestling. He's sick at wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> and not in a good way. So, but, so pro wrestling. Yeah. The company's name, Stride Pro Wrestling. Stride. Stride. So Stride. Are the people pro... that make the strips for your nose? Yes. Stride pads? Yeah. Yeah. They also have, they sponsor this. Really? No, I'm joking. I don't know. Um, so Stride Pro Wrestling is a it's a local to us to our area a a pro wrestling ring um, and you can actually go there and you can watch pro wrestling shows like they like they put on events at this at this place and they also I've never put, heard of that because there's always me like, neither they had uh, when I was working at GameStop whenever I was working one of the times in the Marion Mall they shut down a section of the court over there because they put up a like semi pro wrestling ring they had like a semi pro wrestling night in the Marion Mall this might be these guys huh it might have been stride so stride puts on these events i guess they've got a couple of them coming up in august i'll pump them out a little bit um, they've got an event coming up on august 3rd um, this is in Carterville um, on 1130 North Division Street in Carterville it's called hot august night nice and uh, it, there's featured uh, wrestlers there. Um, it looks like they're all local guys, but they're all like they're all characters. Like it's all definitely very much like. Is a, there anybody you recognize? No, nobody that no. I know. Um, but there, at one point in time, I was kind of looking back through their their old flyers, and they had Butch the Bushwhacker nice. at one of their shows. Um, they, it looks like they also get in on the, uh, like the, the minor stadium, the rent one park and do like bigger events out there too. Cool. So yeah, I, I was very uh, surprised to see that one, that sign wasn't just somebody that put out as a joke and that two, it actually was connected with events that actually happened. Um, I will at some point visit one of these events and I will report back to you. Can you take me with you? Yeah. You can even come. Yeah. I will go. I don't mind. Yeah, I'll go. Definitely. Um, I'll let you know be, as soon as I find fun. out which one I'm going to go to. I won't be able to oh, make it to the August 3rd. shit. Look at that. <laughs> Scars and stripes. Wow. Yeah, they had a big uh, July 1st. They had the women's wrestling. 
you know what I was surprised to see? What was that? That they're making another Kingsman movie. They yeah. were such like commercial flops. Not really. Um, <laughs> so this is a prequel. I watched a trailer yeah, for the it. The King's Man. The King's Man. Uh, it's got Ralph. Uh, Machio. Ralph. <laughs> Voldemort. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> in it. Yes. He, uh, I guess this is like the whole precursor of the building of the actual Kingsman uh, group and everything. I showing gotcha. like some of the pre... I, I never watched a Kingsman movie, so I really don't <laughs> know either. what it's truly about. It seems like a spy drama uh in, it's like a team of 007s. Yeah, it's it's like more extreme than 007, I feel like. I know if you 007 think? goes over the top. This seems like it goes over the over the top. Like it's Fast and Furious over the top? Maybe not that much, but... Uh, <laughs> That's pretty over it's, the top. It's, 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 you know, around there. Gotcha. So, but, uh, I know it was like the last one had the American group or whatever in it. Because uh, it had... Yeah. Was it... Was Matthew it? McConaughey was in it. Was he in it? Yeah, I think so. There I was a, I might have made that up. Is it Chris Hemsworth that was in it? I don't, I don't remember who was in it. Taron Edgington. Egerton? Yeah, he's always in it. He, uh... What's, there uh... Was a, there was a rumor who's that Who's Magic he, Mike? That's, uh... Oh, that's who was in it. Yeah. I can't think of his name yeah, right now. Uh, Tatum Channing. Channing Tatum, yeah. He yeah. was in it. He was, like, the, the cowboy he guy. Was the one, he was on that side, I was yeah. thinking. Maybe there wasn't Because they all dressed up like proper gentlemen, London gentlemen and everything, and then everybody that was in the American version of the Kingsman was all dressed up in, like, fucking cowboy gear. Yes. Because that's what we are to them. They're the Frontiersmen, maybe? I think so, They yeah. were a group that was, had, like, a name like that. Uh, Taron Egerton, uh, he has been potentially rumored to play Wolverine. Uh, and has been tagged for it. Really? Um, but and I'm sure it's all rumor. It's just people getting excited about you know just dreamcasting some stuff. Sega. Uh, but the I had thought about that. I was like, he's kind of like a shorter fella, and if he buffed up a bit, I bet he would work out. I think he he could put some hair on his face. Speaking of, if you notice the hair on my face, I did. It looks like Spike Snoopy's cousin. From the from the uh, comic strips, the Peanuts comic strips. I don't think I remember what that. I could see him being Wolverine. Yeah, I could though. Yeah, for Absolutely. real. He he'll need to get a little bit. Well, maybe not bulk. too bulky, but like just a little bit on there. Yeah. But I feel like I, I could I could cast. do with a Wolverine that's a little skinnier too. Like, and I think you know he's I mean? shorter. Like a, yeah, like he, think does, he's he does. He does look like a shorter guy. Is I mean, not in that picture because they've got him front and center. Yeah, but it's also like. You can see that this guy and this guy, they're, they're all like maybe the same height or they have to be taller because it almost makes them look like yeah. an optical illusion. Because he's closer. He looks like he's taller, but he's not really at all. I still want a, a Tom Cruise Wolverine. A Tom Cruise Wolverine? Yeah. I don't want that. Think of him. <laughs> I don't want that. I'm done. I don't want that. Just think of him like nah. when he was in Tropic Thunder and he had no. like... <laughs> no. Like he had real hairy forearms. I think of him like this. <laughs> and he, uh, yeah. I just want to see it happen. Right here? What movie is that? <laughs> Look at Michael Sheen. Oh, Vanilla Sky. Vanilla Sky. Yeah. That's right. Um, Why is every picture from Vanilla Sky? I didn't even... Maybe you're just in the Vanilla not, Sky I, section. That's just the first pictures of him on, on, his, on his profile. That's the Vanilla Sky section. I mean, oh. what do you want from him? It's, it's hey, um, so Tool. Mission Impossible 7 and 8? Yeah, they're getting them all in. <laughs> they're getting them all in. What do you mean? <laughs> they don't need it anymore right now. I mean, he 
he's getting old. Yeah. And pick another guy. <laughs> they, no. <laughs> I don't know what you don't get about this. <laughs> we have another James Bond, and it's a black lady. Have they announced that? Yeah, for real. Yeah, I'll Officially? find her. I'll find her name. I'll show it to you. For Bond, she'll be in Bond twenty five. She's going to be the quote unquote new Bond after I guess Daniel Craig's character retires in the movie is 007. Oh, like he's gonna like retire a mantle or something. And she'll be the one that ticks up 007. Huh? Uh, I don't remember her name off the top of my head, but I'll, that's I'll a look clever it up. way to do that. I guess is to not actually just replace the guy but to actually make him retire mm-hmm. like that would be a, that's a good way to keep it's it almost clean, like I having guess. like a like a mentoring type thing her name's Naomi Nomi uh, this girl Lashana Lashana Lynch, Lynch. Hmm. Yep. she's the so she is gonna be the the new 007 yeah huh interesting it was like not only are we gonna go for a woman we're gonna go for a woman of color Good. And they were just like, we're gonna we're gonna touch all the bases. Everybody's gonna be fine. We're all happy. You're I like, happy. I'm happy. I mean, there's you know, there's people that aren't gonna be happy. No, no. We saw the I news. haven't I haven't gone on Twitter since they said <laughs> that. I think this was just like today earlier, even yeah. or maybe like yesterday or whatever. But I uh, I haven't gone on the Twitters to see the outrage. I'm sure that's probably present. I mean, the handoff is. Just, I like the handoff. That's what's important. I think is the handoff mm-hmm. and how you do that. You can't. Just go from one movie. I mean, you can. You can do whatever the hell you want. She's but, Captain Marvel. She's a yeah. She's the she's yeah. She's co-pilot a lady. I remember friend. this. I remember this person. Um, yeah, you you can't just go from like, hey, last movie it was a middle-aged white dude that was British to the next movie would be going surprise. This is what he is yeah. now. Um, but I like the handoff. I think that that's smooth. I think that it, it creates a thing to say, well. We still maintain whatever the the thought process that was for the yeah, author, and that's that's his... exactly what that should be too, because that'll actually keep the the longevity and the connectivity of the Bond world as it is now. Because as it was stood before the Craig movies, like before yeah. Casino Royale, everything was semi connected, but it, it was still so segmented. I mean, you're your characters was there. You had a couple of reoccurring bad guys that would yeah. come back in other movies and stuff, but it all felt so segmented because it was meant to be that way initially. But now that they've had these Craig movies here, they've made something that is a story that's like, oh, you're in Casino Royale. It's kind of like you're, you, you've only been on a handful of missions, but now you're on MI6's dime. You're you're a, you're our agent. You're a 007 and yeah. stuff. And this is how it goes. And then years pass, and you get like Skyfall and all this other shit and stuff. You've had the same Bond. You've had an ongoing kind of semi story arc that kind of ties back to certain things. I think this one they even said that um, Christoph Waltz might come back and portray his role that he played in one of the last movies. Yeah. As a villain, uh, but I don't know if it's like a villain or a quote unquote like anti-hero type person. Like, like he's coming back kind of helping. Yeah, like um, put away, but he'll give advice. Exactly, but that's what I meant. Like he'll, it'll be something similar like that to where they're still trying to tie in everything and make it kind of, you know, copacetic in that sense. So he could play really a young cool. Anthony Hopkins. I mean, not young, but like an, a, a not as old Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> an Anthony Hopkins biopic. <laughs> He's always looked old. Like, but hello, now you better. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I like love, that. It's I love him as a character. Actually. Um, so, in other news that people got mad about with casting people as Great. things that they weren't before, uh, Little Mermaid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, once again, 
We went black, and we still stayed woman, though. We could have went with man. You could have. We could have went. It could have been Absolutely. Donald Glover. We just give him every Disney role. <laughs> <laughs> Donald Glover is the little mermaid. <laughs> Donald Glover is Aurora. <laughs> Everybody. Cinderella. <laughs> I mean, you know, you know, you would want to hear Donald Glover sing "Part of Your World." <laughs> That'd be pretty. What is it called? <laughs> Feet. <laughs> Yeah, um, Halle Bailey is our... Is Bailey? Our, yeah. Oh, yeah, Bailey. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I that said, thing you said right? I, I, back in my head, I thought you said Barry. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Halle Bailey is you our... She, she's part of an R&B group. Uh, Chloe X Halle or Chloe and Halle. So, yeah. The X always throws me off, no and, matter what. It's an and. It's an and yeah. for everybody. Usually. Um, so Chloe and Halle. Um, Unless you're in Japan, and then it means cross. <laughs> <laughs> it's Kai. It's the Keyblade. Um, uh, so yeah, Chloe, Chloe and Halle. Um, she, I've done some Disney stuff, I guess, as well. Um, girl can sing. I mean, I've I've heard that part of it. Um, I'm not. I don't know how she can act, but I'm I I'm down for it. Whatever. I don't understand. So, so if you're down for that, are you down for? Um, Terry Crews being the King Trident. <laughs> I'm not a big Terry Crews fan, so no. I, I like I like Terry Crews. I think that'd be pretty cool to see that. I I personally feel like the best and probably penultimate choice for a King Trident would be Idris Elba. Yeah, but also, you know, just anything for me to get a shirt off. I was like, <laughs> everybody's got a hard on for Idris Elba. I love Idris Elba. He's a good character actor, though. He's okay. I'm going to use the term character actor a lot this, yeah, this episode, don't. I feel like. Um yeah, I don't know. I, di- I guess I haven't seen anything but that thing in Thor that he did, and then the Dark Gunslinger. Tire. Yeah, he, Pacific Rim. I'd watched that movie, but I don't He's remember in him in it. He is. I remember Charlie Hunnam and uh, Charlie Day. I remember people <laughs> named Charlie in that movie. I think he was in the second Charlie Day in the first Pacific Rim. Yeah. Oh, he's in both of them. He's the only. I think he's the only character. He's the only character that coincides. Um, yeah. I haven't seen the second one. But, I never watched uh, the second one either. But yeah, it, I'm I'm down. Listen, the only problem that I had was that I had thought Zendaya was gonna be Little Mermaid for so long that I was taken aback that she wasn't. But she's also a black female, um, so it wasn't that I was having an issue with a, a black woman being Ariel. It was that it wasn't Zendaya. I don't know. This. I don't want this to sound bad. Is Zendaya is black? Yeah. Okay. I didn't. I felt like she almost looked like she had, maybe it well, maybe black and maybe Hispanic be. or something like that. Like she had. But like, she's still black. I didn't. Well, I, I didn't know if like still she seemed, it seems like whenever I was watching the movie, like she might have had like a she little may bit be biracial. Memory. I don't. I don't know for certain. I can't tell you what all, but I know that she is at least partial African American. Um, Dreamcast. Anna Kendrick. Oh. Prince Eric. Would that be Ryan McCartan? I don't know. I would assume who that is. Uh, I'm trying to think. Of, I, I was thinking of like who could be voice acting for. At, I mean, granted, you know, I'm white. I don't really care. But there, that entire Dreamcast is white on this list. <laughs> yeah, this is this is an older article list. I was just trying to look for people that could be voices for well, they've the already, animals. They've stuff. already we've already talked about last last time we talked about some potentials that. Like the Aquafinas in for Scuttle potentially. There's some guy that I don't know that was in for Flounder. I think uh, Melissa McCarthy's kicking around for Ursula. Yeah. Um, guy Fietti said that he was down to play Ursula. Uh, no. <laughs> no, that's not gonna happen. 
He's like, welcome to the water, water, and water. <laughs> that's Dragons and Dives, but I'm not that clever. <laughs> Jacob Tremblay? Yeah, that Flounder? was the other one. Yeah. I don't know who you are. He's a kid. I don't know who you are, kid. You're a child. Get out of here. Uh, Nobody but, wants you here. Yeah, I mean, I'm absolutely down for a, a Halle Bailey. I, would, I, what I'm curious about is, am I going to get red hair? Who would you get for Sebastian? Sebastian? Yeah, the crab. Uh, Ewan McGregor. Can he do that accent? Like a Jamaican <laughs> accent? I don't think he has to. Yeah, I mean, he's a Jamaican fish. He's a Jamaican crab, isn't he? <laughs> I mean, is that a, t- is a technically I would a breed hope, of crab? I, I mean, I would hope that they just kind of stick with somebody that can probably do that. You think they'll just go straight up Jamaican? Sure, why not? They even cast just a, some Jamaican guy. <laughs> <laughs> Read this. Who, uh, I, whoever did the Who's voice a Jamaican of the, actor? <laughs> whoever did the the voice of the shrunken head in the night bus on Harry Potter? <laughs> Mind your head. <laughs> that guy. Yeah. I'll find. I'll figure that out. That's, that's who I would. That's was that, that casting? Prisoner I mean, of Azkaban. Uh, I don't remember. Yeah, like that one it definitely fun. was. In yeah. Um, God, I'm fucking good <laughs> for one thing. <laughs> but, yeah, if we're going to typecast somebody, why not typecast the guy that already did the Jamaican accent for a Trunken Head? Why did, why did you say Ewan McGregor? <laughs> I, just, I, just, I was thinking of somebody who does voices. I got you. And I thought, Ewan McGregor. I like Ewan McGregor. Shrunken Head. Did that Shrunken Head have a name? I'm sure he did. They okay. all have names. Oh, well. Man in Leaky Cauldron reading book doesn't have a name. <laughs> that's, that's, that's more or less what I meant. <laughs> Old that, Man in Portrait doesn't have that, a name either. That is a name in my... I'm in wondering my if I'm looking for shrunken head or if I need to look for a person's name. Um, yeah, that's, that's nothing that I can bring to the table there. That's fine. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to what they do with uh, Little Mermaid. Probably more than other ones. I, I think Little Mermaid's kind of a cool story. I, I like playing in the water side of things. I think that that's a, a fun deal that they kind of have gone and perfected. Not perfected. There's still work to be done. But they've gone and done a lot of work with the Aquaman movie. Um, you know, they've got potential for like a Namor movie coming out maybe on the Marvel side at some point. Who knows? Um, we know that at least one of the nine Avatar movies that's coming out is going to take place heavily in the water, according to Jim. Lady um, in the Water took place in the water. Not really a lot. And a motel? <laughs> yeah, that's, mm-hmm. there was a pool and there was water. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited to see where this goes. I think they, now that they've kind of opened up the windows to say, we're not going to play this exactly like the movie. We're going we're gonna to do some different things. We're going to cast different people. Maybe we'll take some different turns that you're not used to. Kind of like the way they did with Aladdin, or so I hear they definitely gave uh, Jasmine a little bit more purpose than to just be the puppet to the story of Aladdin. Right. Kind of gave her a little bit more purpose in there. So you know, how can we make Ariel a, a character that's a little bit more than just wanting to go fall in love with a, a human dude? Mm-hmm. Um, what other what other reasonings does she have to go to the surface? Does it have to do with her mom? You know, we don't know about Ariel's mom in the original story there. Um, there's a bunch of lore, and The Little Mermaid is a story that was is another kind of predated. Um, it predated the Disney movie, obviously. So there's a lot of lore and story to this tale, no pun intended, um, yeah. that that, uh, that we could play with. So I'm excited to see what they do with this 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 here movie, and then maybe they'll do a live action Rescuers Down Under. 
I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't see that happening. I mean, maybe I guess. I, that it seems like such a stretch for them to. I don't know how deep of a library they're gonna <laughs> touch. You know what I mean? I'm thinking of like movies that are classics. Well, I guess top grossing movies for them. They're wanting to figure out a way to keep tapping that box office. Yeah, that's they're true. finding they're finding their 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 golden treasures. Yeah. And releasing the Diamond Vault. I what don't know other? If, I don't know if that is is part of the Diamond Vault. It's not. It's it's in like the Bronze Vault. Yeah, it's, it's, along alongside the Great Mouse Detective, which desperately yes. needs to be remade all somewhere. My, all my favorite movies are not are not of of any they're high. In, they're all in the Bronze Vault. Yeah. <laughs> what other movies came out? We got uh, during that time. We had Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast, Little Mermaid, um, Hercules. I would see a new Hercules. Live action would be easy to do. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, lean heavily on the on the gods side of it. Like, definitely play into that, and you could have like these larger than life kind of uh, very because the gods were kind of silly. Like Zeus was kind of a silly goose, that silly goose Zeus. Um, <clears throat> so you could you could kind of play with that a little bit more. Uh, Zeus is dead now. Zeus is the dead. voice for Zeus, Riptorn. Is that who did the voice in Hercules? Mm-hmm. Was yeah. Riptorn? Yeah, for Zeus. That makes sense. Yeah, yep, he died. Pirates. Rip, rip, torn. You think we'll you think we'll get another pirates? Uh, yeah. Eventually. I, I aren't they working I, on a? On I, a uh, we're gonna bring back Johnny Depp now. On a fifth one. Now that we all know that all of our he, he's copacetic and that everything's good there. <laughs> oh, as far as like him. As far as like all of his controversy, I think that was part of the reason why they were like dumping him. I think it's because it cost too much. Probably. It was, it was pre Amber Heard issues that he was. That he was, they decided not to put him in the fourth one. We got Jungle Book. We got Lion King. Yep. Uh, this is like a trivia site you're on. Zootopia is no, too new. It's they too would new. never do that shit. No, it's just it goes through the top grossing and stuff. Oh, I too. gotcha. Uh, there, I they feel like Alice in Wonderland's too new for them to want to touch that again. Well, either. they already did two live action movies. Oh no, but I mean, like, it's still too new for them to try and revisit it. I don't, I don't, I don't not. I'm not gonna say they wouldn't go back and tap that well for one more time one? and be like. Yeah, let's do it again, but not with Tim Burton. But weren't there already? They aren't there only two books, and they did, did both you, the books. What about a uh, Finding Nemo live action with <laughs> real fish in a tank? <laughs> I mean, they're doing Lady in the Tramp, so why not? Uh, Rogue One. <laughs> Rogue One is not one of the top grossing Disney it is. movies. One number fourteen. There. Wow, this Pirates is a long list. Again. That's it's it was top twenty. So we'll dive into gotcha. it. I don't see them doing a live action Toy Story either <laughs> with like real toys. That would be really cool to see. Even if it was just like a short, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like with just actual toys. It'd be weird. Like uh, like letting uh, Robot Chicken, like let, let Seth Green play with that. Yeah. That'd, that'd be, be cool to do. Live action fun. Incredibles would be fucking cool. I would just call it the Fantastic Four. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> better. I mean, you could just put your, your energy into a like, Fantastic Four movie. I was going to say, I feel like top ten that we're going to say is all going to be Marvel now. Oh, Beauty and I st- the Beast. I didn't watch that Beauty and the Beast yet either. It's not bad. I heard it was pretty good. It's not bad. Frozen live action. What? That, yeah. would, that would make money regardless. I mean, the Even Pixar it, things is just kind of like I'd like. I think their their goal is to do the animated, yeah, like the original animated movies. Um, I would but, have thought that this top list would have had more of the classic animated movies. Well, they're not movies. top. They're not top grossing. You said top grossing, and. 
they didn't make any mo- any Mooney compared to the Avengers. Because Let's go through this list. We got a Snow White in the sense of Maleficent, I guess. But would, would we, is there? A, would, There's Snow White and the Huntsman. Yeah, but I mean, does that count? Um, and that's not Maleficent. Maleficent Cinderella, right? No, Maleficent Snow White, or no Beauty and the Beast. I lied. We're not both Beauty wrong. And the Beast. It was or uh, fuck, Sleeping Beauty. <laughs> yeah, that's it was the one. a beauty in there. Yeah, I knew. I knew, that. I knew it wasn't Snow White. Uh, we could we yeah. could do with a new live action Pinocchio, even though we, we all know we got the, we've got the best version. <laughs> we could do with a new one. Um, They've done a bunch of versions of Peter Pan already. How fucking trippy would a live action Fantasia be? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, we've got so many versions. You of can't Pan. do Bambi. We're doing Mulan. Yeah, you couldn't really do Bambi. That'd be really Pocahontas. Be really sad. I could see them trying to do. Um, yeah, I could see them gonna, trying to do that. They're gonna and, have to. Uh, Really? Princess and the Frog. I could see them trying to do that too. Yeah, Princess Frog. Would that be... would probably play out pretty well. Yeah, Pocahontas. I think is you're really getting into some issue there because it's all based on like, like the Englishmen like raping and pillaging villages, and when you get yeah. into like when you take away the talking raccoon I think and would... the hummingbird, you kind of just have a story of uh, to your life. One guy that was had a heart. And didn't feel like he probably should tear up somebody's village. Like, yeah, um, we've had hundred one Dalmatians. I think Aristocats would be funny if, depending on how they pull off Lady in the Tramp, that'd be really cool. Um, Tarzan, Tarzan. Well, they but did. I don't know if that we got Brendan Fraser. I mean, what else do you need? <laughs> Brendan Fraser. Yeah, George of the Jungle. Oh, that wasn't Tarzan. No. I mean, I, my argument still stands. We had George of the Jungle. I don't know if we need Tarzan. No, I mean, we had the recent Tarzan with uh, Alexander Skarsgård, but I didn't know if does that... That's what I meant. Like, these are Disney properties that they're borrowing from, but it's not something that it seemed like Disney well, wasn't really like... Disney's blowing fucking Lion King out of the water. They're well, blowing, you know what I mean? Like, they're making Tarzan like, such Tarzan wasn't huge... a Disney movie though right the new it one is. the new one wasn't i don't know if it was that's what i'm saying because those are that... these are these stories are just open they're they're okay anybody can make a, a tarzan movie so that's what i'm saying like i, I guess believe. you could have somebody that i like, got another live action tarzan even though there was one been one recently but it being underneath the disney well, umbrella and i don't think anybody knew that it actually came out live action hunchback like a new live action hunchback would be kind of cool yeah with a real hunchback. It'd be kind of hard to... And some of these, you got to... There's a sensitive audience out there, and I don't know if Hunchback of Notre Dame can handle the the problems that our, our friend uh, Quasimodo went through. You know I want Sword in the Stone. Absolutely. We've talked about that. I'd yeah. see a Robin Hood, a Fox Robin Hood movie. Like, Live we've seen Kevin Fox. Costner. We've seen different versions of Robin there Hood. There was a new one... Last year. With Ted Edgington, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Him <laughs> and Jamie and Fox. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Um, Oliver and Company. I, I Emperor's New Groove. The, I think Oliver and Company is one of those B-movie ones that we lo- we would like, but nobody yeah. else would. I feel like Emperor's New Groove might might be okay. Yeah, you could pull it off. David Spade could even still do the voice of the llama. I guess Lilo and Stitch would probably be okay, too. Lilo and Stitch would be a cool live-action movie. I'm down for that one. I'm down for a Lilo and Stitch. You sold me. That's the one Rescu- I want. Rescuers Down Under. Yeah, I mean, I, I it won't happen. No, it won't. Neither will the Great Mouse Detective. I, I really do want that. I think that, Lilo though. and Stitch. Could you imagine, like, a like, because you've got a lot of people and you just have the Stitch mm-hmm. is the is the creature that would yeah. be cool. I'm down. Um, when I was at Disney, like Stitch is all over the place. Like it's still popular. Stitch is like still hanging in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the one. That's the one that we want. Who who who. 
You got it. Uh, Nintendo Switch Lite got announced. We we yes. we'd been pawing around the idea of the multiple versions of Switches that could potentially come we down had the pike. Been uh, we talked about a mini version. I talked about it on one of the last episodes, even too, because they had that uh, accessory that had come out from that Horde company. Oh yeah, with the handles. Um, no, 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 not that, that one. This, one was, that this one was just about. an actual case that was like, is it going to be coming out soon? And yes, it is coming out soon. <laughs> um, as soon as fucking September. That's what I say. What's the release date on it's that? September 20th. Yeah, September 20th that, this year. The tail end of September looks like it's going to be busy. Mm-hmm. A lot of this year is going to be busy as far as gaming stuff is concerned. Yeah. Um, so this is all completely dedicated to handheld play. I believe the screen size is right around seven inches. That's five and a half, I do believe. If five I'm and a half? It's smaller. Yeah, so it's okay. about two inches smaller than the, okay. than the original one. I didn't have one. the spec sheet up in it. For whatever reason, they don't, They've talk, got they don't have a spec sheet on their... They did. Compare right there. Okay, cool. But... Yeah, so it's it doesn't have any of the amenities as yeah, far as hand, like handheld the, mode only, no detachable Joy Cons, so no multiplayer as far as off of one console is concerned. If that well, makes sense, you you can you can still play multiplayer. You just you hook up a pro controller or additional controllers to it. That would be silly. You can do it. You could do it, but it's such a small screen. I wouldn't want to. You know what I mean? Like if, if you have something that's in handheld mode, you're somebody's going to be looking over your shoulder to play co-op with you. You're you're not going to be able to kickstand it out unless you're both playing with a controller. That's what I'm saying. You could both have controllers. You could, but that's this is getting into an expensive venture that you're only supposed to be like, I'm spending two hundred dollars on a handheld version it's of a video console. games. It's always an expensive venture, nah, don't you? Know I this? mean, <laughs> at this point, you would it would make more sense if you're going to spend that much money on pro controllers and shit like that. Why would you not have already bought? A regular Nintendo Switch, and then just had the Joy Cons to play. I don't know. With. I don't know who they're selling this to to begin. They're with. selling it to people that I. My idea of it is that they're going to be gutting out the market that is the 3DS. They say they're going to stand by it, and they're still going to make 3DS titles as long as there's interest for it and everything. But yeah, this is going to gut it out. This that this plain and simple, especially in Japan, this is going to flat out just beat out everything else because. It's a 720p version of the console. It's going to run 60 frames a second, so it's going to run smoothly on a smaller screen. Something that you might even be able to slip into a pocket. Even, I mean, that's a big ass pocket. Are you wearing Jenko jeans? You know I am all day, every day. <laughs> um, but I, to me, the the Switch alone by itself was enough to get rid of the DS. You would but, think, but I mean, what was the what do you think the hold on was for that? Certain titles, exclusivity between one console and another, essentially. Like you yeah. had Pokemon that was never on anything else until now. Oh, I agree with. I'm not talking about the games though. Outside of the games, why would you if if you were able to get all of the games on your current Switch, why would you want to get the the Switch Lite at all? As a Switch owner, I would not. I mean, because, I mean, it's not for me. I, I you don't think I, this is for people who already have a Switch and just want another one to throw in the car. It's more for people who I mean, don't I could play see, video games. I could games. see it being that way. That that's that makes total sense. I mean, and, and that's so sad. That's nothing against anybody else. For me personally, yeah. though, it's not for me because I am a console gamer at heart. I would rather play on the TV. I rarely take my Switch out of the dock, honestly. If I'm going to play anywhere else, I'm going to play either here in the office, which I have another fucking dock for, gotcha. or if I play in 
bed. It's only for just a smidgen of time at night, but that's the only time I undock it. I don't usually take it with me on any other trips or anything like that or car rides or whatever. Even if I'm not driving or whatever, I, I usually just fuck around with my phone at that point in time. I, I it, So portability, as far as that's concerned, is not necessarily for me. Even whenever I play my like 3DS or my, my the new 2DS or whatever that I have now, if I play it, I still play it at home. I don't even take it with me anywhere gotcha. else either, too. But, so this isn't obviously for you, like you said. Yeah, this isn't for me. The Switch makes more sense as is. I want a more powerful version of the Switch. I don't want it something that's going to be dumbing it down either, too. Um, is there Are there talks about that? Look like they weren't really interested in pursuing that, at least currently. Uh, there have been talks about it, but they, they said it's not out of the question, but they didn't say that it was something that they're going to be pushing out. I don't see it being something that they push out, push out this year for sure. But if Definitely. there's something that they're working on behind closed doors that they could announce to compete with the other consoles that will be coming out next year, mm-hmm. we know we're going to get a PS5. We know we're getting whatever Project Scarlet is. Yeah. You could have a, a pro version of a Switch, basically, that does... To me, it doesn't even have to do 4K. Do, It'll never do, do 4K. Do 1080p reliably at 60 frames a second. If you want to try and touch on 4K, that's great. Be like, oh, it's going to do 4K for sure in docked mode. I don't even want... I, the, the the thing of this uh, Switch Lite that appeals to me is the Joy Cons that don't fucking come out. I I, I really? can't. I don't like the Joy Cons. Really. Period. As a as as a controller, I I don't like them. They're way too small. I every time I play my Switch, unless I'm playing portable like in bed or something, I prefer to play with the Pro, pro Controller more oh, so I, than I, anything I else. I I definitely prefer it, but I don't know if I run into it really as a hard thing. Like, no, it's not like a hardship for me either. I just, as a design standpoint, I don't like the way they feel. I don't even like the way they feel whenever you take them out and put them in the controller dock thing together. To have, oh yeah. I don't like the because it almost makes like the controller a square, and I don't like holding onto it that way. It just feels uncomfortable. You're anti-square. I am. I'm not square. It mm. is. It is hip to be square. I am not hip. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you're looking at a little bit better battery life, which doesn't surprise me because it's got, like I said, dumbed down graphics, a smaller screen, so it's not powering as much stuff I laughed, there. I laughed real hard on this because they were like, it's got better battery life. One half hour more. Mm-hmm. I was like, 30 minutes? That's, yeah. that's really what you're, what you're pumped instance, about? For instance, the battery will last approximately four hours if you're playing Breath of the Wild. <laughs> I can do half of a quest. That's right. Um, so price point $200 it's a no brainer if you're looking for something that's a portable console this library is so deep and so rich and they're getting games like your Pokemon they're getting Fire Emblem over here they're getting all of these games that were like for so long were held on to only the mobile market for the 3DS and stuff like that and now they're starting to let that leak through the main Fire Emblem game that's going to come out this year is going to be on Switch. They're not going to have one on the 3DS this year. Gotcha. Same thing with Pokemon. Yeah. There's not a Pokemon coming out on the 3DS this year. There's always been a Pokemon every single year. I mean, we even, like, we'll recycle think, shit. Is that real? Yeah. Every year? Almost every year. Almost every year. Not oh, okay. every single year, but... I was like, man, that's a lot of For the of last Pokemon two games. years, we've had Pokemon Sun and Moon and then Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. Yeah, they did, and like, then, just a... Uh, yeah, and then last year we had, uh, at the tail end of last year, we had... Uh, Pikachu on here, which is just a reimagining of uh, Pikachu and Eevee. We had the reimagining of Yellow, basically. Oh, let's go, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, let's go, Pikachu and Eevee. And then now we're getting a main series version of this that's not going to be on 3DS. Mm-hmm. So it's meant like you're starting to pull away properties and stuff. And they're, 
they say stuff like, don't worry, as long as there's interest, we'll still support it and we'll, well still yeah. make it stuff. And I was like, that's great. That means to me, we'll support it as in we will promise to keep the servers online for online pe for the people that are playing like Smash Brothers and stuff on there or whatever. But then once interest is pretty much gone and not as many numbers are there, we're probably going to kill it. I mean, they it'll still be make, years from now, but they still make DVDs. So I mean, they'll, they'll oh yeah, yeah, they'll they'll. I mean, they made VHSs for almost. And I mean, I'm pretty sure when Blu-rays came out, there were still VHSs on the on the shelf for a bit. Yeah, could you so. imagine being that person? <laughs> that's that's doing that. <laughs> that's still getting the VHS. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and then that being like the niche market, like that was dwindling down. Just be like, where am I going to go to buy my VHS? That would suck. You know what I mean? Like if as were... it's dying out. Then you just you really get into like hardcore like just v, v, VCR recording, or that you were the person that went into like HD DVD, like the Xbox Microsoft oh, side of the things. brown ones. Mm -hmm. Like you were like you're buying up all that shit, and then like it started like slowly dying out, and you're like, oh, I can't buy this movie. Oh, well, it might come out. I'll hold off for it. <laughs> the uh, I mean, the fact that they used brown cases was a pretty uh, pretty big indicator on what was going to okay. happen. It's okay. It's okay. Brown Browns. Uh, good Brown sometimes shit does it yeah um so the band tool uh, mm -hmm. they they are having an album uh released next month yeah uh on august 30th it looks like they're gonna stick to that date um but in the meantime they are we've gotten our first kind of uh little head peeping up on the streaming services of a tool music i don't know if you know this but mm -mm. tool hasn't been on well, i mean i know it's not been on streaming services but yes. I, I didn't know about it yeah, being on there potentially. Tool hasn't been on streaming services all. They've been pretty anti-streaming services, um, but then this past week of as we we're recording this, their first EP, seven two eight two six, is now on streaming services. Uh, so you can check that out and uh, check out that that first little EP that they did. Um, that means I'm wondering if we're gonna see a weekly release of any of. Uh, a tool release up until their their album or um there's not enough albums to do it that way but maybe every couple of weeks i wonder if they're gonna slowly release their catalog. like almost kind of like like hey listen to this for this this these two weeks yeah now listen to this for these two weeks and yeah. then finally like comes out to the new album it gives you a little taste kind of like uh, a it's like different. reading a comic book series yeah <laughs> it gives you a little bit of go taste through, until you get the to the, the finale <laughs> That's that is cool. the new one. Um, that would be cool. I don't know if that's truly what they're gonna do, but uh, it's, it's a really good thought, though. I like that. But I, I uh, yeah. So if you if you like Tool and you've been wanting to have it in uh, in your streaming service, you might be able to see it these days. That sounds rad, so bad. Uh, I think we briefly mentioned Sherlock Holmes three on a podcast a time or two ago, but we we're talking about how Guy Ritchie was uh, still gonna be set for the new director. And, uh, and even amidst all the scandals of uh, the stuff that went on with Guy Ritchie, like there was a kind of... A, I don't remember. It, it was one of those things like uh, like what's happened with everybody else. Me Too. Yeah, like the Me Too movement. Oh, really? Yeah, he, he had a Me Too thing. Um, so amidst all of the hashtag Me Too stuff and that happening, everybody was thinking... That uh, we're we're not sure if that's gonna be a thing for Guy Ritchie to do it, and he was like, "Oh no no no, I'm pinned for. It. I've signed the contracts and stuff." He got pulled out, 
Uh, <laughs> they got Dexter Fletcher to do it. Is that the guy who did like the Dexter TV show? It is not the guy that did the Dexter the TV Dexter's show. The Dexter's got to stick together. They do not. They, there's only a few of them. There's four. He directed Rocket Man. This is the most recent movie. The, like the, uh, the biopic. Oh, not the one with Harlan Williams. No, not the one with Harlan Williams. He did uh, Eddie the Eagle, Rocket Man, Bohemian Rhapsody. He was a producer on. Uh, in touch with a lot of bigger, almost uh, biopicy type films. Hold on. The Eagles based on real life shit. Is it? Yeah. Hold on. Yeah. Rocket Man with Harlan Williams. Mm-hmm. Do you remember this movie? Yeah, I do. I remember the end whenever he's trying to get all the world leaders to like to claim peace, and he does. He sings. You got the whole world in your hands in like yes. thirty different languages. Right. <laughs> Hopping, <laughs> and he doesn't know he's just actually being racist. Then, <laughs> um, that's a Disney movie. Hmm. We gotta see that on a reboot with Disney Arnold Plus. Williams. No, I was just thinking. <laughs> I wanted to see it on Disney Plus. It's uh, cool that he's still so in touch with the Disney. Is he? Yeah, he. Uh, there's the kids show on Disney Junior called Puppy Dog Pals. Yeah, and he's the show creator and everything. He does a oh, voice wow. for one of the main characters on there too. Huh. I, I'm I'm so excited for Disney Plus still. Oh yeah, me too. I that's, doubt that's, it's going to be. It's never going to die down. But yeah, Dexter Fletcher's uh, ripping the reins from Guy Ritchie. Ripping. Uh, as long as it keeps the same tone and aesthetic as the other two, because I thought those movies were pretty solid. Is uh, 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 the the star going to be in there? Still? It is still Robert Downey nice. Jr. and Jude Law. It, it is both of them back. They're uh, they're getting a little too old for this. Are they? They're getting too old for that shit. This is like the the eighteen hundreds of the weapon. <laughs> yeah, it is. He's gonna be like Watson. Hey. I think I'm too old for this shit. Yeah, that uh, was a really good British accent. That was. That, yep. Is that what you said? Uh huh. It's good. Uh, it it started off a little rocky, but I'm glad I landed it. It it, it was uh it started off a little rocky and then it ended a little Balboa. Nice. Uh-huh. So uh, Burger King, mm-hmm. Sweden. <laughs> okay. Um, the the Burger Kings in Sweden have this new promo going on. Okay. Um, Burger Kings, like, kind of on the, at least in the States, as far as I know, they're kind of on the cutting edge of, like, introducing veggie burgers and impossible burgers. And in Sweden or just Burger King as an entity? In general, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, Just yeah. in general. So, like, around here, you can go and you can get yourself a, a veggie burger at, at Burger King. The impossible burger. Uh, veggie burger. They have the impossible burger around here, too. They have the impossible burger, too. Yeah, the veggie burger was first. They've had that for a while. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so they now have a a fifty fifty promo that they're doing, which means that they you order a burger from the fifty fifty challenge, and it's either going to be the plant based Impossible Burger or it's going to be a hamburger. You don't know, and you have and to guess. You have to guess whether it is. So who do you guess to? Oh, I don't know. Oh, you. I didn't actually read the article. You know, oh, okay. I read the headline. Hey, that's my my shtick. You can't do that. That's how Um, I open shows. Let's see. If customers at the fast food chain Swedish locations order off the 50-50 menu, they will receive a plant-based Rebel Whopper or a plant-based Rebel Chicken King or the real meat versions of the same sandwiches. With the sandwiches being visually identical, the only way customers will be able able to tell the difference between the meat and plant-based options is taste. But Burger King is better than betting that customers won't be able to tell either way. If customers do want to know whether they got the meat option or the plant-based one, however, there's an app for that. Uh, Customers can scan the 50-50 box within the Burger King app, and after making their guess which sandwich they'll receive, 
um, the correct whatever it actually is. So <laughs> you don't report. You report it to the app, and then it'll tell you if you're right or wrong. You know what would be really funny is if uh, in a in a bout to try and do this to get publicity and then to save themselves money if the every single box and stuff that they did was just a plant based burger if it's like cheaper or something you know what I mean and then just like oh it's a plant based oh, I thought it tasted like real meat <laughs> they're like oh it's a plant oh I, I knew it was the plant one it doesn't taste as good as the meat one <laughs> that's funny that's just their like huge epic ploy I'm, uh, I'm into it. Screenwriter Greg Russo said that uh, they're 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 actually doing a full official reboot of Mortal Kombat, um, the movie. Okay. And uh, in said movie, we will actually have for the first time ever out of the two movies that we had official versions of fatalities Which being showcased. Yes, but you know, like the extreme case of death. You know, like Sub Zero does the I'm going to freeze your whole body, and then whenever I uppercut you, you break into like millions of like little bloody ice chunk pieces. Yeah. Um, you know, ripping the head out from their back and like the spines all attached and shit too, and they just like fall on the floor, kind of like jelly. Do you think it'll be that that graphic? I don't know. I don't know who's gonna be cast in this or what they're gonna go with, like as a story, quote unquote. You know, um, no but, story, just, no just story. Just it's just gonna be fighting, and that's it. There's just no, just unprovoked fighting. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's what it is. I mean, all of the games had a baser story, and they Did tried they really? to yeah they tried to they tried to get fix that into like the original Mortal Kombat movie, for example, um, but it just didn't play well. I mean, I still remember that movie very fondly, even though I know it's it's a pretty big shit show, but I I, I still remember everything about it. So the premise was they gather fighters from all different like kinds and all over the world, mm -hmm. different classes of fighters, and they bring them together. And whether and they, they be just, like, there's just somebody who wants to see them fight. Essentially, but I mean, it's a, it's like a tournament. It, it's the whole thing. It's like a tournament of power, like trying to figure out who is the ultimate Mortal Kombat. Even though it's called Mortal Kombat, there's also quite a few immortal esque type characters uh, that are there, like Scorpion and Sub Zero. Are they even, immortal? Uh, Scorpion definitely is. He's from hell. Oh, okay. Uh, Sub-Zero, um, they have like whole backstories and stuff that, that goes yeah. to them. Sub-Zero and Scorpion both were like ancient warriors from like a long time ago that had these mystical powers and they had this like big fight between the two of them falling out type of a thing and Sub-Zero ultimately wins. Scorpion goes to hell, becomes you know, what he is now. And they gotcha. still have this like huge feud between the two of them, but they're both like immortal warriors in a way. Here's what I would rather see. What's you want to see? I would Dan rather see, hmm. um, a movie of that. I would forget a mortal Kombat story. Show me just a sub zero scorpion movie. Like just their like, a like pre mortal Kombat, like that, what you exactly just described, yeah. like them being these immortal warriors, like starting off as like the, like a Shaolin monk type of a person yeah. and training together and then learning the ways their powers and shit. Yeah. 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 Why do I not? Why, why don't I see that? I don't I think all out of it is that more people, whenever they think Mortal Kombat, thinking that they're going to see this plethora of characters because it's, it's not necessarily like, and they could be, they could step into the story somehow, some way, you know what I mean? You keep coming up with funky ass shit like every single day. Make a Mortal Kombat universe. And you show me a, like a Raiden movie. A Raiden movie would be cool. I think Mortal Kombat's actually under Warner Brothers Hub now because those are all tied together and gotcha. stuff. They actually have like, 
you can throw Mortal Kombat movie or Mortal Kombat characters into DC character stuff, and they've done that now too with DC characters in Mortal Kombat games. And oh, stuff at least as well. in the comics is what you're talking about, like not the comics, the games even too. I mean, oh, okay. like the games, like they've uh, the new Mortal Kombat that just came out. I think one of the planned DLC characters is going to be Joker. Oh. They're going to throw Joker into there, but they'll let his uh, fatalities and stuff like that be a lot more brutal. Nice. Because whenever they do like Injustice, and it's the same team that made Mortal Kombat. Yeah. But when they made Injustice and everything, it was dialed down to kind of a very PG-13 esque yeah. combat because they wanted it to be something that everybody could play. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah, instead of having them all fight against each other you avengers it and they all have to team up to fight some other race some aliens and yeah. so you have all of these different creatures i would be cool. they, like it, a it circle just... around them all as they're like they're fighting in the middle of Times mm-hmm. square yeah yeah like just full-on avengers it it's just avengers yeah <laughs> it's just avengers with, but with those characters yes, instead. yeah that'd be cool I, uh, I, I, it'd be cool if they did like even if it was good and bad characters to come together to fight like Say Shao Kahn is like the ultimate, which he is like the ultimate bad, the evil in the Mortal Kombat universe that have like him still be like you were Thanos, but you even have like good characters and bad characters having to come together and setting aside differences. So that way they can actually fight to get him, you know, completely destroy him because he's so evil and so powerful kind of a thing. Like you're like you're Thanos. Yeah. In a way. But then be like, you know, like Sub-Zero and Scorpion finally team back up together again yeah. for the first time in a millennium or something like that. Yeah. And they put their forces together to try and help stop him and shit. Because you, you don't have to have a Mortal Kombat movie where they fight each other in a ring. You, right. can, you can pull off these these fights in the middle. Like, they're running through the woods at each other. and like they... That happens in the first Mortal Kombat movie. Does it really? Uh, not the... those two, but... When Johnny Cage fights Scorpion, uh, they're actually they're actually in the woods, and then Scorpion pulls a portal up and pulls them into hell, and that's where the rest of the fight finishes. Which is also weird because how does Johnny Cage get out of hell back into the to the tournament and the island? Because that's that's never explained. It's nothing you have to worry about. Don't worry about that. Uh, yeah, they could do it. I'm down. I'm down too. I'm down it. for clowns. Uh, speaking of Warner Brothers, uh, so they have announced officially the name of their Warner Media app that will be their streaming service is called HBO Max. Oh, so that's it. It's, yes. They paired up with HBO? That Well, I mean, they own HBO. Warner Brothers does? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that is that is theirs. So Warner Media, because you, you teased this to me before we even started recording. You did. You were like... You don't know about HBO Max? I was like, no. You were like, dude. <laughs> so it's HBO and then everything that falls under the Warner umbrella at I don't, this point. I don't know if you're... I don't I don't know. Okay. They haven't released a lot of information, but they, they've just said that you know under underneath the umbrella, you do have Warner Brothers, you have New Line, you have DC, CNN, TNT, TBS, True TV, CW, Turner Classic Movies... Cartoon Network, Adult Swim, Rooster Teeth, Looney Tunes. So those are all things they are now paired up with Crunchyroll. Okay, yeah, that uh, makes sense. I was going to say, you said Rooster Teeth and and uh, and those, and I know that was under, like, the Crunchyroll VRV, VRV yeah. banner. It was all under so there. So I think that I, I'm not, I'm just speculating that VRV is going to fold underneath It'll probably HBO all, Max, yeah, probably the same um, thing. As well. I bet Crunchyroll probably will still have their separate stuff, too, but it would make more sense oh. just to go ahead and do that. VRV, which also holds Crunchyroll at, at present, will also become a part of HBO Warner Media, 
streaming services as of next year. Is there a, a price point for it yet at all? Or um, No, it doesn't look like we have a price point yet. We just have a nice name. Do you, think, do you think that DC Universe will fall under this eventually? They are saying that it is not currently going to be affected by it, um, which means that they're not sure. That's um, bullshit. It needs to be affected by it because I want this one thing. <laughs> I um, want this one thing, and I, w- I want my DC and all that stuff on one hub, and I want my Marvel and my Disney all on one hub. <laughs> I want two services, and that's fucking it. <laughs> but you're going to get Netflix still. Occasionally. And you'll get we talked about that. Amazon every once in a while. I, I'll always have Amazon just because I have Prime. Oh. I don't, I don't get rid of it. Yeah. So, we order too much shit for it to not. So you're... you're uh, you don't have two things. <laughs> oh, we always have. Oh, I guess. I guess technically that would that Hulu would pick for, for your live TV. Maybe. I mean, it depends on how much shit's out there for. I'm right now. We've been watching so much TV that's on streaming services and stuff that we haven't even been watching as much live TV. The yeah. live TV that we have is Disney Junior stuff, and we've been watching it, doing it for Betty for her to watch like yeah. Vampirina and other shows like that that's on there. Yeah. And uh, which she loves, but. Once Disney Plus is out, all that shit's going to be on there, too, for her to watch. I don't... Here's my speculation. I don't think Disney Plus is coming out with everything all at once. No, I don't, think, I don't think it'll be all at once, but, I mean, they do... It does know that I keep trying to push it in and it won't come out. Not without smacking it with your microphone. Yeah. That sounds weird. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know what we're talking about. This is, this is it keeps coming points. out and I'll smack it with your microphone. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but I, uh, the new that like Disney Junior and like the kid like Baby Disney or what is it the kids one Disney you, XD or something kids, like that. The, the 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 Disney XD is the one that has that would have like Star Wars shows and stuff yeah. like that on it. That one, but those I know are all going to be on there too. Even or at, well, that's uh, like I don't know what's going to happen at launch. I don't, well, I mean the the thing on all the tagline stuff is promised that there's at least five thousand plus episodes of something. Well, sure, yeah, but that's, that's a, lot a lot of that, that is a lot of content. Now, when you think about, I mean, okay, put this into perspective: five thousand episodes. Sure, uh, most TV cartoon shows have. <laughs> I just thought about something. Uh, six hundred of those are going to be The Simpsons. <laughs> that's a thing. Yeah, it's like six hundred Simpsons. Most cartoons got a hundred episodes. Yeah, so that's fifty shows. Sure. The end. That's 5,000 episodes. It said as a plus at the end of it. It could be more than 5,000. <laughs> if <laughs> it was they, much they more don't, than they that, don't they would know advertise yet. more. It's going to be, it'll be fine at launch. I'm not going to say I'm going to rely on it wholeheartedly. That's that's yeah. never what I was saying. But I no. mean, like, there's going to be enough that'll be on there that'll keep all parties in this household entertained, <laughs> including a baby. <laughs> She'll be entertained with whatever the hell you put in front of her. Uh, let me pull up the trailer for. Uh, pocket monsters so that way you can watch it while i'm talking about it but uh there was a brand new trailer that came out for uh the movie no for pokemon the the new pokemon the new movie no not the new movie oh what movie the new movie that they're making oh i didn't know but they were making a new movie i'm talking about the game well that's all i care about (laughs) sword and shield don't look at me like i'm crazy you don't know about the movie that's coming out they already made a movie yeah, they're making another one. It's called Mewtwo Strikes Back Evolution. Oh, great. I can't wait for Mewtwo to come back for a third time. <laughs> he's just he's, Mewtwo is now becoming the Broly of Dragon Ball Z, where he comes back fucking four times. I don't get that reference, but I, a, I think a, I understand what's going on. Uh, this one, they showcased a little bit more about the trainers, about the gym leaders, 
there's two versions of Dynamax now. There's a Dynamax Evolution where you, we yeah, talked about where ones. they get bigger. Now there's another one called Giga where they get Max smaller or whatever. No, it, this one is they awesome. get bigger, but they actually change, which is what we talked about before. How they had the the, uh, the Mega Evolutions where they would have like your your uh, Charizard X, Charizard Y, yeah. and so where they actually change their designs. This one actually is going to be a giant version, but it also changes their designs and gives them new powers and stuff like that, too. Gotcha. So that makes me really excited that they were doing that. It showcased a couple of new Pokemon and stuff, too. There's one that's made of ice cream. Uh, wow. Or at least a cream dessert. There's already been an ice cream one, if I'm not mistaken. Like, okay. It looks like an ice cream cone, but that, that that's old news. <laughs> Trying to find this trailer here so I can show you Gigantamaxings. Uh there's some of the new ones there. There's this guy that kind of looks like a stapler. Don't know what his <laughs> name is. Uh, this one's guy. This guy's name's like Rocky Rolly or Rock and Rolly. This guy that's a corgi. So they they haven't really uh, gotten any more creative with their names. Uh, I'm trying to find the ice cream. I'm just gonna have to go to YouTube. But I'm I'm excited that it, we were literally just talking about that like not the last episode, the episode before last, where I was saying I really am upset that they are getting rid of Mega Evolution because it means that they're not going to change the design of these Pokemon. It's not really going to make it that much more special. But now there's two separate versions of the giant thing. So we're going to get not only big, but they're going to be big and they're going to change. So like the ice cream or the cream one, whenever it shows it doing its gigantic max for like its example of the evolution. It comes out of a refrigerator and it's like, Icebox attack! Kind of. It turns into, uh, the top of it still looks like similar to the Pokemon, but its body turns into a giant like multi-tiered like wedding cake, basically, huh. in a way. Um, and it looks fucking rad, but uh, I'm, I'm super stoked for it. Well, good. What do you got? There's a movie coming out for Pokemon Mewtwo Strikes Back Evolution. Did I say there's a movie coming out for it? There's, there's a trailer movie. for the movie that's coming out called Pokemon Mewtwo Strikes Back Evolution. So Mewtwo Strikes Back was a, was a movie. Um, what was it called? Was it, it wasn't called Mewtwo Strikes Back. It was just called Pokemon 2000? There's the Pokemon 2000 movie. Is there's, that the first there's one? There's a Pokemon Mewtwo Strikes Back movie. Is Mewtwo Strikes Back a movie that actually, like... Yeah, it's, it's a standalone okay. movie. Okay, yeah. so this is... I think that, from what I say, this is an adaptation of the original, but they're doing a, um, a different animation, a little bit more of a, a 3D computer animation to it. Um, Pokemon the first movie. That's Mewtwo Strikes Pokemon Back. Pokemon 2000 was the Lugia movie. Yeah, first movie is Mewtwo Strikes Back, mm -hmm. is the other title for it. Um, I don't know if that's the official title, but it, when they released the comic book series that went in tandem with it, it was called Mewtwo Strikes Back. Um, so they're re-releasing the first movie, essentially, but they're renaming it, they're redoing the animation, um, and it's kind of just a, it's a, a 3D digital, almost like Pixar-y kind of version. There's a snapshot of a oh still of it. Oh my god. Um, it so looks scary. It looks, I think it'll be cool. Um, I mean... I, I don't know if they're going to go in theaters with this. I don't know why they wouldn't. It looks like they're spending money on it. Oh, um, definitely. But I don't, I don't know if it will go to theaters. You're, you've got a good point. There's so many movies, though. They're, they're like at 15 movies now yeah, at this point. First movie Apple. came out in theaters, yeah. Yeah. Did another one, another one did. Yeah, that was in theaters as well. And the other ones after that haven't been. Nothing in, except for uh, Detective Pikachu was the, mm -hmm. the first one since then, if I remember right. Um, but, it's not too bad now that I see it more up close. Yeah. At first, the the screenshot of just Ash far off looked kind of weird, and I wasn't a fan of that. But 
No, I see it up close. It looks cool. So I think they're kind of... Oh, just... they're going to have the Pikachu crying scene where he brings people back to life with his tears. Oh. Uh, so they're, they're remastering that. Um, and I'm, I'm pumped about it. Why not? Why not have more, more Pokemon? In the world. Uh, so here's the uh, the trailer for it. You could see. So in like like we talked about before, I think around E3 time maybe. There's the the cream Pokemon. Alacream oh. is its name. Uh, so your gym battles are gonna take place in almost like massive soccer arenas. Mm-hmm. That's where yeah. the big battles will take place. You'll at least have I think the whole dynamic system of it for Gigamax and Dynamax. You can do it once during your battle. So you have to kind of figure out where you're going to use it. You'll maybe use sparingly kind of a thing or play it out like, oh, the gym leader is going to wait until the last Pokemon. They're throwing it out. Now it's going to get Dynamaxed or something like that. Okay, so now it's time for me to use my Gigamax on it so that way I can beat the piss out of it. Gotcha. Um, so it's in these like big set arenas that showcases some of the other gym leaders in here and some different Pokemon. Like I said, there's the Alacream. It's a fairy type. The Amper is the Corgi. That's the, an electric type. I don't know why. I saw some stuff about that. There's really coolly uh, about the animations for this game because they were showing one of the old ones. I think it was like Diamond and Pearl or something like that, or maybe Pokemon Black and White. Uh-huh. And it actually has like whenever like it shows like a person like one of the Pokemon doing tail whip, and it actually has like fluid motion. It looks like it's shaking its butt. And then now it's showing like what the tail whip looks like on a console that's newer that should be better represented on there but then it just kind of hops side to side and whenever it does it like Uh old school pokemon used to be back for like red and blue and shit so a lot of people that that was more of like the red and blue didn't move at all well uh, well yellow did a little bit did they move in yellow? yeah yeah. i'm like they they move back and forth Uh but that was it like yeah you didn't get anything more than that yeah but i mean this is just like Hopping side to side is all that one was that's 3d animation though that's it is 3d animation but all i'm saying was they have had 3D animation since they've had Pokemon games on the DS, and they've had more fluid 3D animation. And didn't have to just be hops or little darted movements like they're doing with that that Corgi Pokemon there. Yeah. So that's what a lot of people that were like upset about it. Oh, same thing with the graphics. Whenever I showed you one of the last episodes, the comparison side by side for like Breath of the Wild, and then what they're doing with the graphics for this game, yeah. it's like they didn't spend any time or any budget on figuring out what we're going to do with the graphics it was more like the design point was just like oh we got to make new pokemon so and, here's and really they do. Cool. they do this guy's got a wheel built into his ass <laughs> there's the one that looks like a stapler duraludon duraludon he's a steel dragon type pokemon mm-hmm. he does look like a stapler though right a little bit so, or or one of the pinchy staple remover claw guys kind of like up here I, I see where we're coming from there uh he's a big big hefty boy Dragon type though, so we're gonna have some hyper beam action right there. Yeah. Uh, you get your gym challenges, like I said, all in the big set arenas. You see some of the the gym trainers here. You'll see their different types and stuff. This chick's the fighting type uh, leader. I think her name's B. Yep. But just some cool little insights about the things. I was wanting to wait to show you Gigantamax, where he actually changes the size and appearance, and it gives you new modes. There's the a la Cream's Gigantamax, where she turns into like the multi-tiered like birthday yeah. cake type of a thing. So I'm glad that it actually does do the thing like I was talking about, like where they're trying to change the appearance with it. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Always excited for a new Pokemon. I don't have any more news. Yeah, I, I think we can we can head on through to the other side. Break on through to the other side. Games, dude. Speaking of Pokemon. Yeah. 
I've been playing the fuck out of Pokemon Go now since the last time we met. Finally? Yes. Good. You know I have been. I've been sending you gifts left and right. I don't check my gifts that often. Fucking, I'm like a gigolo of gifts, <laughs> if you will. Yeah. And you will. And you enjoy um, it? Yeah, so much so. I, when, I, when I played before, which we talked about the last time, I probably played for like a good month or a month and a half after it came out. Yeah. Revisit it the next year for like the year special things that they had going on for like a week. And then I just fell off completely. Now it's like three years in. Mm-hmm. So three years in, I'm finally getting into the swing of things. I'm actually going out on walks. I'm collecting Pokemon using my incense and shit like that, yeah. lure modules and stuff, which I never really did before. I was only at like level 10. Now I'm at like level 24, I think. It went up pretty fast because I started, I want to say it was last Thursday maybe, or whenever I actually picked up and started doing it again. I went from 10 to 24 in that time span. And I also got Mandy to download it. And nice. so we've been playing together. Um, got her to, uh, I think she's at level 19 now already because we've just been, we'll actually stop and do some Pokestops if we're out driving around about in different areas. Yeah. Because we've been just walking around here in town, but doing gym battles and stuff. I need to get like a group of people together to actually do raids that are like more than a three star, uh, three yeah. star raid. Cause I can't do anything beyond that. It's way Definitely. too tough. But, uh, but I'm really enjoying the raid system. I, I, I just love going out and playing Pokemon on, on the go like that. Yeah. It's, it's just been a on super, yeah, it's been super fun and, and good. it's been good exercise. Uh, I didn't know that I was going to end up being such a big fan of it and liking as much as I did, but I like doing the challenges and the finding things, uh, like, uh, like hatching a certain amount of eggs in a certain time or, you know, upgrading and leveling a certain amount of Pokemon to get like extra experience and mm-hmm. stuff like that. It's really cool having that because that wasn't there whenever I played first. Yeah. Um, so seeing how deep and how rich that system's got makes me really, really dig what's going on with Niantic. And I want to check out Harry Potter again and give it more of a time of day because like I said, I only did it for like a couple hours and yeah. I wasn't really walking around anywhere now that we're doing that. I would like to check that out and see what that's yeah. like because I don't really know too much about the system and I have faith in them now that I've seen how well put together Pokemon Go has actually turned out to be. Yeah. Because it's, it's gotten so much better than what it was before whenever I started playing before. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, yeah, I played, I, played, I played that game. Well, good. Good. I, uh, I, play, I started The World Ends With You. Yeah, um, like the Switch port? Yeah, I started the Switch port. Cool. Um, the gameplay is a little weird, but I mean, obviously, it's a, it's an older game. What did that originally come out on? Do you remember? Uh, Was it a, a, Advanced. A, a advanced, okay. Yep. So I... I uh, it's The way that it gameplays on the Switch is that you only use one of the nunchucks. They're not called one nunchucks. The Joy-Cons. Anymore. Joy-Cons. And you, it's a lot of just using the, the joystick and then hitting the buttons and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, it's taken a little bit of getting used to just because the gameplay is more set up still for like a, a advanced or a, yeah. a DS, a Game Boy kind of In setup. fact, I think the graphics, it, it came out shortly after Chain of Memories came out. So oh, okay. the graphics are very similar to Chain of Memories on, gotcha. on that. So. But the, I mean, the port looks good. Like it, it overall, the the game's a little. It's funny, just kind of the storyline and how it develops. I've only played the first day of it. Uh, it I guess it's, it's section. There's seven days of the Reapers game, which is what you're involved in. Mm-hmm. Um, have you played this game before? Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I've only finished day one, and 
fought some giant frogs and uh, spread fact, some fire. In fact, I've got it down there with that SP in there somewhere. Oh, yeah. It's it's in my drawer. That's funny. Um, but I'm I'm interested in obviously the only reason I'm playing is because it's got ties in with Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, and uh, and so as, it's a super fun game. I really, I it was a lot more charming than I, they they did a port of it on android and ios that oh, you can get okay. too but it's i thought about getting it but it's never on sale and it's always like 15 dollars. and i was just like it's hard to pay 15 dollars for, play for this and uh, yeah for a mobile version of it, i would yeah. rather pay a little bit more money and get a full fleshed out I version think they, of it it's like a 50 dollars game still at, on switch too like it's, it's it's still expensive if you try and find like a copy of it on on advanced really like it's it's one of those games that for some reason it just held its value yeah i don't know if there wasn't enough versions of it printed you know what i mean like are put published out into the americas and then they threw it into kingdom hearts and made it mm-hmm. like so everybody that plays kingdom hearts yeah. is like well i want to try that game out yeah so it keeps the price point like a, but i mean at least a kingdom hearts game goes on sale every once in a while like yeah yeah no that's but, yeah that game doesn't seem to, but yeah, I, I uh, I'm looking forward to playing through that uh, since it's got ties. I am playing along with a podcast that I listen to called Got It Memorized, who is doing a recap of uh, The World Ends with You um, since they've finished up doing the recap of Kingdom Hearts Three. That's dank and, nasty, bro. And waiting for the uh, the DLC for Kingdom Hearts Three to come out. So that's what I've been up to with the games. Um. So I finished uh, a couple weeks ago at this point uh, now Umbrella Academy Season 1. Nice. Um, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I, I do see what a lot of people had said online where, I mean, since since it's coming out, it built up so much more lore and so much other shit that's in there and added so much more to what would have been the apocalypse suite. Yeah. Like there's characters in there that you don't even meet in some of the stuff. So mm-hmm. they just kind of tie in a lot of those different things, but I'm, I'm really, really fucking dug it. I liked, uh, I liked learning more about certain characters that you like. It doesn't really harken. I don't did How many did you read Dallas and oblivion or any of that yet? Yeah. You've read those? Yeah, I haven't finished the the final issue of Hotel Oblivion. It's sitting on my tablet right here next to me, but I haven't read it yet. I didn't know like how much it actually flushes out Klaus as a character. Um, I don't remember it flushing out Klaus much as we talked about this before, though. Yeah. I don't remember him it flushing out much at all. Just because uh, I, I know, I think it does in the comics. Does it not do the like the Vietnam War flashback type thing almost like where he goes back in time? We talked about this before though too. I don't, I don't remember. Okay. I don't, I don't really know what he does. I might not be paying attention. Yeah. I was well the last time. That. Well, the last time that. We talked, that was about as far as I got. I didn't finish the season. The actual transformation of the white violin was really neat to me. I'm glad yeah. that it was more of an organic thing in this in this version versus it being something of somebody actually just churning her into it. Because, you know, like the in Apocalypse Suite, it's the conductor actually like extracting her powers and doing experiments on her, replacing her eyes, replacing everything of yeah. what she is and churning her into this genetic freak, basically. Yeah. And... In this one, it's so organic, you know, he's, you know, the, the, her boyfriend's trying to pull this out of her, eventually kind of taps into it and it reaches the cusp of it whenever 
uh, number one puts her down in that hold, and then she finally just fucking snaps whenever she sees that smaller, younger version of her subconscious trying to, you know, tell her, like, they don't, you know, really trust you. You you are more powerful than them. They're all scared of you, and you need to show them why they need to be scared of you kind of yeah. thing. And seeing her finally, like, snap, the eyes turn and shit. As soon as it happened, I was just like, oh, this is going to get fucking good. Yeah. Um, I was glad to see that Mr. Pogo uh, passed away in the way that he did, and it wasn't as gruesome as it was in Apocalypse Suite. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to see a monkey's get his head brains blown out the back of his skull but i guess if that's gonna happen it's gonna happen yeah yeah it wasn't it wasn't as bad which was nice because i like that character but um yeah i really dug it i liked that this is where they're gonna kind of go with the story i don't know if this is setting up for them going back and doing dallas at the end of it how that's gonna go you know like because as of right now all we know is that they're still trying to find means to save the world yeah and they're going to do so by bringing everybody along with them um, back into time, and that was that was the other thing that I was going to mention. I love how much Ben is a part of it in this. Yeah, like as the ghost, and how much it's like he can actually physically touch Ben, use it, Klaus using his powers, and then that final battle sequence when Klaus is like hands are fucking blue, and he's like using his tentacle powers to grab yes. all those guards and throw them. I was just like, fuck yes, this is awesome. <laughs> it was cool as shit seeing that happen because you don't really know anything about Ben throughout the comics. Yeah. I don't know if that flesh this out more either because yeah. i've not read past this but you don't even hear them mention him hardly at all in apocalypse yeah, suite it's kind of more of a, a, a history kind of a yeah thing. that's basically it though but it's cool seeing him take such front and center he even touches klaus like he's going back in time with them too at the end of it yeah so it's like oh i'm a ghost but i'm gonna go back in time as a ghost with yes. you so that yeah. way i can still be there and be present but i thought it was really cool um very well done show. I'm excited for the next season. I think it's coming out next year, from what I've heard. Yeah, I don't know. So 2020 release of some variety. I don't I know, know that. When. I know that's coming back, but I, yeah. I didn't know. I think that, that that was the quote-unquote window that they were talking about, like sometime in fall 2020 that I've oh, read okay. online. That, so I'm excited to see more of that. Cool. Yeah, I thought it was a good show. Mm-hmm. I watched uh, The Good Omens show on Amazon. Cool. It was really good. Uh, those two characters... Um, the, the the main ones I don't remember their names now. Mm-hmm. That's been a while. Angel and uh, Devil. Angel and Devil. Uh, yeah, they are. Uh, it's it's the perfect kind of story that I, I tend to like, which is like a, a platonic kind of love story between uh, two friends that just kind of are realizing their friendship. It reminds me a lot of uh, like Clerks Two, you know, mm-hmm. in, in that like that's what is so good about that movie is that. The whole I'd buy the quick stop and we'd run it ourselves kind of realization yeah. that that Dante just wants to or that Randall just wants to hang out with Dante like a like Shaun of the Dead in a sense in the way too even after everything's said and done and it, and and everything's finished with it he still wants to play video games with his best friend and gets Ed even though he's a zombie so that way they can play video games forever yeah. together and stuff no matter yeah. what happens. So it's it's that 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 love and that friendship that doesn't have to be necessarily romantic that uh, is driven heavily on this show. I haven't read the source material. I'm not I I've never read The Good Omens book by Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett, mm-hmm. but I I uh, the the show is easy to swallow. I think it's like six episodes. Cool. Um, and uh, kind I have, of, I have no excuse. I have Amazon. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's a. I, I mean, it's like a. It's like a PG thirteen kind of movie or show. I mean, like, sure. It's not like crazy and gore or violence. Um, there's one fuck that's said, and it's by the angel Gabriel. 
Uh, is, it, is this just a mini series? And like it's yeah, just it's six done. episodes. It's done. As far as I know, it's done. I don't okay. think there's they. I think they played out the entire story, and there's not like a Good Omens two book. Yeah, I was, um, there's no comics that tie to it or anything. No. Is there? Okay. No, uh, it's just just the book, and uh, there I I love what's the guy that plays the devil uh, tenant. David Tennant. David Tennant. I yeah. love him. He's a great like, actor. I've never, I've never seen him in anything. I know that he's a Doctor Who doctor. Yes. Is he a doctor? Yeah, he was the 11th Doctor. Okay. He's oh. he's my favorite Doctor really? out of all of them. I, he's, he's fucking brilliant in that role. He's such a good character actor. He was like the epitome of what I consider Doctor Who because he's... He plays the role of him like being all intelligent, this all intelligent time lord being so well that he can still be a goofy smart ass too, yeah. and he plays it off great. Uh, he was great in Fright Night whenever they did that uh, oh, reboot. He, that. he was in, he was in Fright Night. With Not Colin a, uh, yeah, he he wasn't the vampire. He wasn't right? Colin Farrell, but he was he was one of the. Uh, It'd be weird if he was playing Colin Farrell. There's a character that's movie. like a in the old one, and he is in this one as like a supposed to be kind of like a quote unquote vampire hunter. But the main character doesn't know that he's not really like a real vampire hunter in real life kind of a thing. So he's kind of a sham, but he ends up coming out and being like, I'm going to help you fight him no matter what, even though I'm just a shitty actor. Yeah. And so he's just like a drugged up actor in that movie that comes in and helps him out. He's really cool. Um, What else was he in that I fucking love? Harry Potter. What's he in Harry Potter? He was a fake Mad-Eye Moody. The what's-his-face's son. The guy that was the head of the uh, um, prime minister ma- or the ministry of magic is his son. Oh, really? Yeah, he's the one that's like with the tongue that sticks oh, out. That's yeah. David Tennant. Yeah. Oh, okay. He played a good like weird creepy guy in that too. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I can't think of what that kid's name is. Uh, though, but, yeah. It'll drive me nuts until the. I'll look it up. Look I'll it look up. it up while you keep talking um, about good moments. And then uh, Michael Sheen's in it. He's really good. He plays the Martin angel. Sheen. Michael <laughs> Sheen. Um, and uh, so they they play off each other well. Michael Sheen's kind of a um, uh, uptight angel that's kind of has to follow the rules. And of course, uh, David Tennant is the the uh, the demon that they're both kind of stationed on Earth to make sure that shit goes right. Um, and David Tennant's character ends uh, he's supposed to usher in the uh, the what's that called the Antichrist. Like he's like the apocalypse. He's kind of in charge of getting the Antichrist placed into this family. Uh, the baby is supposed to be um, like some U.S. senator uh, kid, and then they end up swapping the kids on accident, and trouble ensues from Barty there. Crotchet Jr. Yeah, Barty, Barty Crotchet Crotch Jr. Yeah, that's right. I forgot he's the bad guy from uh, Jessica Jones too. Oh, I haven't. Oh, yeah, that's in, right. The in the first guy. season, the purple man. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so they go through all that. But uh, David Tennant's character is um, he is awesome, and his entire soundtrack throughout the whole show is just Queen. Like there's just Queen blasting the entire time. That any time that David Tennant's on screen, it's like Queen's playing, which is awesome. That is um, awesome. And then uh, John Hamm plays Gabriel. Oh. The angel. And, uh, yeah, I highly recommend it. It's only six hours of your life. What else are you doing besides listening to us? I know. That's like three episodes of us. So. I hate listening to us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Music-wise, I have a couple of things. There's a, a new single out by a band that I also found on uh, the Alt-2K. Alt-2K. Alt-2K uh, Abso Facto. 
okay. is the name of the band, and the song's called Dissolve. Um, the opening bits of the song kind of remind me of, like, a weird way of kind of mixing the way the music sounds, because it's very indie band, very indie sound, but the way that the synth plays with the tonal of the music and how it's kind of going slow reminds me of late 90s nine inch nails mixed with a little bit of like fat whistling oh really it's got a weird funky vibe to it it's like and it's just got this cool like slappy funk to it and then the chorus is just overwhelmingly just what you would imagine indie rock sounding like nice um just high vocals and everything too it's fucking a really really good song uh, i recommend it i've not listened to anything else for other than that song from them but uh, I'm going to dive a little bit deeper and see what that sounds like. Cool. I know that this, I think this album that this song is on is actually out now. Um, so I'll have to go and check it out more so. But um, another band, uh, Phil Sneed from Story of the Year fame. Uh, he goes by the name Moon. He's also a, a DJ personality for 105.7 uh, The Point um, now. But he has his other project that he does, Greek Fire. Um, and uh, they released a couple of singles over the past week, and they this uh, this week they released their full album called Broken. Um, it's more in the same vein of Thirty Seconds to Mars, like third album, like This Is War. You get that kind of a vibe from this band, so it's still uh, very much rooted in like a good rocky feel to it and stuff. But it's got that like upheaving pop vibe kind of with it too. So, you know, kind of like how This Is War had, uh, what was that song, Kings and Queens on mm -hmm. it, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. How it said, like, still very rocky with it, that, but it had that, ah, uh, like, poppiness yeah. kind of, like, overwhelming and some synth that was kind of with it, too. It's that, but all the time. Gotcha. So, uh, it, it's, a, it's a solid album, front to back. It, it all feels about the same. There's not really a uh, song that's on there. It kind of slows you down. It's just a good, constant, like... 120 beat per minute kind of keep going rocky album hmm. too so i guess if you're like a, a runner or exercise type person this might be good to keep up with <laughs> i don't know funny. how other way to keep up with that it's just a good solid rock but rock album and uh i think they greek fire if i'm not mistaken they had a single from their like their debut album that actually made it to a movie um I don't know if it was a huge movie, but I, I know it was in a movie at one point in time. I'll have to look it up and see what it is. What music you listened to recently? Um, so I I just discovered so the the guy who won runner up on American Idol, the Alejandro Anarda. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I've been looking and waiting for music to be released by him for a while now, and then I just looked him up by by random chance, and it was like Alejandro, also known as Scary Pool Party. So. Scary pool party, all one word, um, like pool party, like you have a party, and scary, ah, um, is what he actually releases music under. So Scary Pool Party has actually been releasing music since last year, uh, unbeknownst to me. Uh, but so there are four songs out uh, released by him, one of them being Out Loud, which was his audition song that was kind of highly recognized uh, as like, oh, the, the judges are so crazy about that. They like that song um, is one of those songs. But I'm, I'm definitely I'm glad to have uh, some songs by him that I can listen to on the regular. Um, so I, I can't recommend it enough. Go check out some Scary Pool Party. Cool. Uh, their song Top of the World was in Big Hero 6. 
Oh, because I was going to say, I knew it was a movie. I couldn't remember if it was a bigger movie. It's a pretty big movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was in that one. And it was supposed to be, Top of the World was actually pulled out at one point in time. Uh, it says in here, which I didn't know, James Gunn, who's also from St. Louis, which we talked about before, planned on using that band in the soundtrack uh, for Guardians of the Galaxy to have a little bit of the St. Louis flavor in that music with them. But then ultimately with, with uh, the 70s soundtrack for everything. Yeah. But that's kind of cool. A little neat little factoid there. Absolutely. Um, comics, I, I told you about it in a message. Um, balls Deep and Lock and Key. Yeah. I read two more trades while we were gone. Uh, I read Volume 3, Crown of Shadows, and Volume 4, which is Keys to the Kingdom. Um, I really, really love the story, and I love the direction that it's going. I didn't really dig even deeper into it because i kind of see like starting at the top of maybe volume three where they're kind of heading with things and i kind of have an idea in my head of where they're probably going to land come time to me reading volume six mm -hmm. but i'm not really 100 percent certain obviously <laughs> i've got good thoughts though but it's as it hit volume three it started kicking up like really good ground on it like actually seeing some more of the fanciful nature of what these keys do and throwing in just a lot more keys at once. There's a segment of it where it goes throughout the month of February and there's like parts of an issue that says like February 5th and it's like just panels of these adventures of them finding a key instead of like spending an entire book talking about one or a trade talking about one to two keys. You're like finding out in this just one issue about like six or seven keys of rapid fire yeah. and what happens with it. And um, it all kind of coincides with the story. These dates are very important because it comes to a revelation of something that happens in the actual story with one of the main characters figuring out who the bad guy is. And now that they know who the bad guy is, where are we going to go from here? Oh, well, maybe, maybe not the bad guy is dead. What are we going to do for the rest of the story? I don't know. Um, it's, it's really cool and interesting how everything's starting to develop. And, um, I'm, I'm, I'm super excited to see where it goes. I, I can't recommend it enough. I'm really interested to see how Netflix is going to take this as an adaptation at first, which I can still see for like the first trades worth of stuff. If they call that like a season, maybe, I don't know, like that that would make a really good solid season of TV and it would make like a good Lovecraftian horror story because front to back, the story of the, the serial killer kid coming to chase after this family that they just killed his father and uh, the main characters, uh, the, the main three children's character's father and they're, he's basically following them back to Lovecraft in Massachusetts to finish the job essentially and find these keys for this person or creature that he doesn't know who it is and developing and diving into that story. But as it goes along, it makes me wonder because they're adding in more keys and stuff. And the story's not, the story's not, not interesting, but at the same time, when I say fantasyful, I mean, there's a part in volume three where one of the keys that they find is underneath this rug. And it's like literally like the size of a fucking full rug is this key. And it's called the giant's key. And the window is the keyhole that, that is like right in front of it. Yeah. So at one point in time, this kid picks up the giant's key, puts it in the keyhole, and he fights this like giant shadow monster as himself, but as a giant. And I don't know if they would do that in the Netflix show or what, or if they're going to try and find means to just kind of keep it more grounded. You know, yeah, if I, know. I mean, what I mean with that, I don't know how, how high fantasy, not high fantasy, but 
that you know like how big they're gonna go with it all the way yeah i just i don't, I don't know uh there's been reports that netflix is gonna be spending a little bit less on their tv shows going forward yeah, so that I mean, they're, if they do keep back it, if they keep it grounded, I could they could keep it grounded, but they would have to probably cut out a lot of some of the keys and stuff, and what they do with certain keys. Yeah, you know, and and that would be okay to do, but some of the stuff is kind of important to the story. Sandman would be interesting if they're going to cut budget on it. I doubt that. That's 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 <laughs> a property that's so beloved, and not that this isn't beloved. I there's so many people that talk, you know. Yeah, it's just so not, highly. It's, not as it's, big, it's, it's definitely not as big as Sandman. Yeah. Sandman is gonna get all the money. I would prefer to have a, I think, a Sandman that's set in like the like '80s. Jim Henson has to try to figure out how to find a budget for how are we getting not just the budget for how we're gonna make the Sandman, but how could Jim? How would Jim Henson make a Sandman movie? Yeah. That's what I want to see. I don't think they'll do that. You don't think they'll do that? I don't think they'll do that, but that would be a really interesting take for a Sandman, though. It's like, and like not not like really like heavy on the puppet side of things, like very labyrinthy. Yeah, yeah. In yeah. in that sense of things, but like, how do you use more like of your backgrounds and just colors and the backdrops and things mm-hmm. like that, and and colors and lighting effects and things like that instead of building giant set pieces or digital effects? That'd be a cool mashup realm to see would be like a, a Hinson-esque property mashed up with something like Sandman. Yeah. Like a, like a full-on, just like have it be like a Muppet property that's there with certain things in that world. That'd yeah. Be a really weird, interesting take on that. Yeah. That'd be cool. It would be cool. Um, I, speaking of Sandman, I am just continuing right along and reading, rereading Sandman uh, with that podcast and I'm listening to the uh, the Dreaming. So cool. that's that's really all I've been doing there. I'm really enjoying kind of having that exploded out version um, of those facts because I, I think reading along, I'm finding that not just re- not listening, not just listening to something, and not just reading something, I'm not getting everything that I want from it. I I found listening to Amanda Palmer's last tour. I think I talked about it before, and her explaining stories and talking about it in detail what these songs meant to her. Uh, had a lot more of an effect to, to me uh, on how I kind of consume those songs now. So I'm finding that same thing with the Sandman as like listening to people explaining all of the pieces of that issue is uh, it sticks with me a little bit harder because, uh, you know, we talk, we review a lot of things on here and I'm not the best at remembering exactly what we've talked about. Um, or what I've consumed. So me either. It's you're a lot better at it. You're a lot better at, at at being able to regurgitate what you've consumed. Whereas I'm like, yeah, I did that, um, and then I have a couple of things to say about. It. But I'm kind of being able to have somebody tell me what I just saw. Yeah, helps, yeah. helps a little bit. So definitely, that's. I'm cool. enjoying that for sure. Uh, do you have a palm? Um, yeah, I do actually. Okay. Um, the you know I, I've got. I, I still at the bottom of it all. I, I really like a Batman story, and uh, I guess this would be a couple weeks ago that this came out. But just released a, an issue called Batman Universe. Mm-hmm. It's the beginning of a new story that they're doing. Uh, so Batman Universe number one is something I'd like to check out. I'm hearing good things about it. Cool. And a pretty positive story. Um, the current Batman story that's going on is like in issue seventy or so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. And I'm not good at very long, like, ongoing things. But if this is some sort of miniseries or even a maxi-series, I'm definitely a lot more on board 
for that, I can keep up with 12 issues or something a lot better than I can keep up with 70. So yeah. I'm going I'm to check out that Batman Universe book. I'll let you know how it is. Nice. Um, I'm going to go ahead and try to do my best to, within the next couple weeks, wrap up the the full Lock and Key saga. Um, I feel like that would be really cool to just dive in that and talk about it together once you actually get into it and stuff. Yeah. Maybe once you actually have gotten to a point to where you know you've read a first volume or something like that, we can set aside like just 10 minutes of an episode to just kind of dive into that and just be like a little spoilery mini mini cast within a cast. Yeah. Well, um, wait until I read the whole thing, not the first volume. What's wrong with that? Yeah, well, if we do a full a full <laughs> run, then we'll just do a spoiler cast episode instead, then that'd be that'd be more worth it. I, we don't, I don't think we have anything that you and I have read an entire saga of something together. No, yet, not really, together. Truly. I don't think so. So that would be that would be a cool one to do, I think. Um I started reading a little bit of Knights of the Old Republic run of, uh, they have uh, the first Omnibus in, yeah. on, mm-hmm. on Comicsology Unlimited. I didn't realize, I think I only read up to, I think, what would be issue number like five or six. Oh. I know I have like the first 19 issues actually stored somewhere. Yeah. And that's what I was reading on, but I don't think I read any of the other ones that I had collected at that point. It was just keeping up with a collection. Sure. So now that I'm actually on it, I think I'm on what would be the, I'm, I'm in issue, I will be starting what would be issue nine. So yes. it'll be right at the halfway point of the omnibus because I think it goes up to 18. Oh, okay. Um, so I'm, I'm really digging it. I kind of, now that I'm on the Star Wars kick of different things after I read Vader, um, which we talked about last week, um, I'm trying to still stay in that, and what would be more worthy of reading is the Knights of the Old Republic, since we know that we're getting some Knights of the Old Republic stuff for a movie yeah. down the road. I know it'll be a long ways down the road, but maybe I'll be a little bit more well-versed in That's right. what characters they will do, because whenever you play the games for like KOTOR and stuff, it's all... You create your character. You create you who yeah. you are in that world. This is specifically about a Padawan yeah. named Zane and following his adventures, you know, have... As is what well, I don't want to spoil anything for people that haven't read it. It's a really cool story, though. It started off kind of, uh, I would say, honestly, it started off a little bland and kind of hackney until I got to probably issue like four or five, and then it really started kicking up some really good stuff. Cool. Um, but it, it's definitely interesting enough that I'll, I'll keep reading. Um, the other thing was, I was playing Metro Exodus. I've kind of pumped the brakes on that, and now that I know that Shadow of the Tomb Raider is out and available on um, Xbox Game Pass on the Xbox, it's not on the PC version yet, but it's on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm 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 like an hour or so into it. I don't want to talk about it because I really don't know anything about it yet. But um, I'm gonna I'm gonna dive into that so that way I can kind of bring that to the table because I I want to finish out the the tomb raider trilogy that we have yeah from crystal dynamics cool uh cool. if you Where guys find you if you guys want to hook up with me um online and talk to me about naughty things you can find me at random hero xix uh on twitter on everything instagram whatever where can they find you oh they can find me at shad schubert uh on all the things and on the shad that sounds great yeah, I like it.
I feel New Zealand. <laughs> this has been an IFNZ production.